What's up, everybody? I'm Steph. And I'm Mari. We are two licensed professional counselors in the state of Wisconsin, and this is the Rewriting Her Story podcast, a mindset podcast for everyone. Here we'll discuss daily issues we face ourselves, struggles our clients are having, and ways to tackle everyday life, and whatever else comes up. We take a no-bullshit approach while still being empathetic and supportive. Let's Let's fucking fucking go. go. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. How is everyone? As if I can hear you respond, but hello. Do you know how many people like tell it's... me though? They're like, dude, we I respond to you like when you guys are talking. I'm like, yeah, we talk to you as if we can hear you. That's <laughs> we like that. Not we know that we can't, but I don't know, it just feels nice, I guess. I love feels that. Normal. I wanna one day do an in person session with people. I think that'd be dope. Like just like a QA. Mm-hmm. Who wants to show up and talk about shit? Let us know. We would yeah. love to talk to you. Maybe we can make that our goal for like next summer that we be on a stage some not a grand fucking old opry stage or anything but like (laughs) because we're immediately going to the south immediately (laughs) so our first stage left from the midwest we're going to the south what i'm trying to think where we could even do that like around i mean we could definitely find some place chicago and milwaukee have plenty of places very true and realistically we should start out in like a room somewhere yeah like the Instead coffee shop you talked about. Stage. Yes, yes, that would be so exciting. And it, it does have a big back room. So anyways, that's neither here nor there. Today, what episode is this? 23. Wait, just kidding. 20, 22. 22. Holy smokes, angel numbers. 22. Well, it's like the 22nd full episode, right? But because we have the PS yes. episodes, I'm not even actually sure what we're up to. I want to say we're closer to almost 30. Probably, honestly. Yeah. But I don't count those. Oh, well, I don't either. But like when you yeah. go on iTunes, it'll sure. list how many, you know what I mean? Sure. It got me confused one day because I was trying to tell people which episode to listen to. And I was like, what number is this? Because this is not correct in my head. <laughs> Oopies. <laughs> um, so, yeah, 22, 22. And today we're going to talk about judgment. Mm-hmm. Judgment. Was this brought up by a listener or was it just something that we were like, bitch, let's talk about this? No, it was just something one day I was thinking about. So I was thinking about social anxiety, right? Because I have a lot of clients yes. that deal with social anxiety in a big component of social anxiety is fear of judgment and then my thoughts just kind of went on a tangent and I was like do people fear judgment because they're judgmental people right so like if I'm a judgmental person and I judge other people I'm gonna fear that everybody's doing that to me right but I think even if you're not a judgmental person people fear that fear that judgment of others I I agree that you definitely can I just wonder if it's worse if you yourself like, everywhere you go, you're judging everybody around you. So then in your head, you're like, well, clearly everybody thinks I'm an idiot. Like, I can't do that in public. People are going to think I'm so stupid, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, yes. And, like, the overthinking of that and how it can kind of tumble and create this huge snowball effect. Yes. But I also figured we could tie it into judgment and DBT, right? When we always talk about don't judge your feelings, don't judge your emotions, the experiences, and things like that. I think judgment can be tied in several different ways, Um I just kind of wanted to see where we went with it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I have a, a perfect example of this, of judgment, right? So, we were supposed to record last Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I was so afraid to be like, hey. Not, okay, so afraid is 
dramatic. Like, I wasn't so afraid. Were you afraid I was going to beat your ass? Steph's going (laughs) to fucking murder me. Like, I wasn't afraid like that. But I was like, it was that fear of, like, not wanting to let you down because I wanted Mm. to go watch the Bucks game. And because I was doing something else, too. The market. The the farmer's... It wasn't a farmer's market. It was, like, a, um, a vendor market, which was not what I thought it was going to be. I just... Man, I was about to pass some judgment, and I reeled it in. <laughs> I was about to... I, I was not about to be podcast or therapist, Mari. I was about to be Mari, Mari. And I was about to be like, bitch, guess what? <laughs> not, not, not the look I'm going for. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was, it was um, lackluster. Sure. There you go. That's a great word. Um, not that people didn't have cutesy things that they were, um, or businesses that they were supporting themselves with, but it was just kind of like, oh, I was looking for more homemade stuff. So, mm. I, I let myself down because I got my hopes up when I didn't even know what it was going to be. So, um, so I did that, and then we went and watched the Bucks game. But I got nervous because I was like, "Oh, I don't want to. I don't want her to feel let down because I'm going to do this instead of recording." Um, and like, so then it was right that judgment that I was afraid that was going to come up or be passed on me. Sure. So then I took a step back and I was like, "Okay, if she passes judgment on me, that's okay." That doesn't have anything to do with my self-worth. That has nothing to do with who I am as a person. It's her perception of her expectations of the day. And so if she's upset about the expectations of the day, that's okay. That doesn't mean that she's projecting it onto me and that I'm this terrible person because blah, blah, blah. It's just that the situation, her her expectations of what the situation was going to be didn't line up. And, you know, that happens sometimes. We all have been in situations where we get our hopes up, a.k.a. case in point, the market that I went to. Mm-hmm. I got my expectations up. It's not like they were like, so many homemade vendors <laughs> and all the cute soaps and blah, blah. Like, I made that shit up in my head. And I was like, yes, I'm going to get all these cute things. Really been on this, like, rampage of, like, wanting all the earrings, like, all mm. the earrings, just because I love earrings. I love statement piece earrings, so I was like, I'm going to get some earrings. Yes. What? No. They, you, there's, it's not and then you found, like, crocheted Kleenex be... boxes and stuff? <laughs> it, no judgment being passed. It was 31 bags and, like, oh. um... Um, Norwex stuff. Sure. And so, like, just stuff that I don't So it wasn't, want. like, a craft fair type deal thing. Right. It was okay. just, just, like, a vendor so, hall thing. Yeah. So I definitely thought it was going to be a craft sure. fair. Yes. And it was not. It was not. It was not. So my response, though, to that fear of judgment was the next morning I woke up and immediately listen to a, a TED talk about judgment. Cause so I was like, I'm going to have topics. I'm going to come in blazing saddles on this judgment so I can make up for us not recording it. I'm going to have fucking topics. Right. Okay. So but I, I hope you know that's to- not a thing with me. I know it's not a thing. It's not a thing with anybody. It's made up in my head. Cause even if it is a thing with somebody, that's not my fucking problem. Absolutely. Other people's opinions of me are none of my business. I can't change them. They make that themselves. So it really is just me in my head and needing to challenge that, which I did. But then I also was like, okay, this is a nice motivation to be able to have some pieces for this conversation, right? Because both of us wanted to record this earlier, but we kind of were like... We were not in a frame of mind to do it that day that we recorded. We 
were not. But then also, too, we were like, okay, we, we like, don't get me wrong. I love shooting the shit and talking and, like, having some, like, yes. open-ended discussions on it. But I also want to bring some, like, little nuggets or gems Substance. of information, right? So... I watched a TED Talk on judgment of people judging other people. Um, and this woman made a really, really, really good point. So the judgment from other people, like what we do is that we have to learn and understand and accept that the judgment is coming no matter what. Mm-hmm. No matter what. It's, it's out there. It's happening. We can't... We, we spend all this time... <laughs> we, we... <laughs> just, like, sometimes things that I say replay in my head and I can't... Unless I call attention to it, I can't move forward. Like, my concentration is gone. <laughs> what the fuck? So, unless we call attention to that fear that we're placing of, like, trying to escape this judgment... We're spending all of this time and energy on focusing on something that's not in our control. And I think she made a phenomenal point. Um, So she was, like, learning to deal with judgment, right? So, like, yeah, and she was Welsh, so she had this really, like, thick Welsh accent. Mm -hmm. So she was, like, calling your best friend, right? Like, that's something that is okay and that we all do. And I was, like, I love you first and foremost. (laughs) Like, you're so amazing. But she's, like, yeah, you call your best friend after a hard day to build you up, right? Yeah. But you're still placing... Or putting your worth in someone else's opinion of you. Yes. And that's still a judgment. You're putting that responsibility on another person. Yeah, Stephanie, when I tell you on Sunday morning, at fucking 9.30 in the morning, I was like, what? Oh my God. I was like, what a revolutionary thought. Mm -hmm. That's so fucking true. And then she was like, if you... If you live for their compliments, you'll die by their criticism. So accept that the judgment will always be there and then choose whether you respect it or not. Mm-hmm. Because the judgment's going to be there. And sometimes that judgment is, is necessary, right? We need that judgment. Like, for example, when I was going through my divorce, I was going out a little bit too much. And you and I had a couple conversations of like, Mar. <laughs> Need to reel it in a bit. <laughs> Need to back it up. Need to come on home. Did I really <laughs> I like, sit you down and have a conversation with you about it? Yeah, we had a conversation. Mm-hmm. Was I mm-hmm. mean about it? No, not at all. Not at all. It was a very therapeutic conversation. You didn't therapize me. Sure. Like how we could do with our other friends, but it was very much so because I was like, I don't know. Like it was one of those moments where like <laughs> it was like a Monday and I was really questioning my life because it was like. You're like hung over well, at work on a Monday, yeah. which was not a good look where we worked. Right. Right. And I was like, what am I doing? And you were like, I think that's a really good question. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> You're like, I'm Cause in you know, trouble. It, well, it, but it validates that inner dialogue yeah. you're already having because you fucking know. Like, again, that wise mind. Yep. DBT. What time is it right? It's on um, 11.25. Um, that, that inner dialogue where your wise mind is like, bro, I understand you feel like you're gaining some of your independence back. Mm-hmm. You missed out on some of this when you got into a relationship so young. You are attempting to find yourself. I get that. Reasonable side, though, is that you have responsibilities and things that you need to show up for. Even just yourself, bare minimum, you need to show up for and you're not. 
Mm-hmm. So like, what does that look like? What are we doing? We need to really, we need to pivot here. You know? I think one thing that's so beautiful about our friendship, and we've talked about this before, and it's been this way since day one, is that there has, like, there's never been a judgment with either one of us. And it's not that I feel like my other friends ever judged me, but I think it's more so, like, feeling safe with you. Again, I'm not saying that I don't feel safe with my other friends, so if my other friends are listening to this, don't take offense to it. But also, I have no control over what you take offense to. I was just going to say. I'm not being an asshole about it. I'm just being honest with my feelings. Um... And I like to reiterate to people all the time, you know, when they tell me things, you can tell they're like hesitant to say things. I'm like, bro, no judgment here from me. I have no room to judge anybody ever in my life, right? Like people are going to do what they're going to do. They're going to think what they want to think. They're going to say what they want to say. It is what it is. But I think it's ultimately in everybody's best interest to have the mentality of like, again, people are going to judge you no matter if you live like Mother Teresa or like, I don't know, Satan. So it is what it is, right? Like you get to make that decision. It's your life. Nobody gets to tell you what to do. As long as you're not hurting other people, you know. It doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. So what I really liked and how I kind of wanted to tie it to another DBT principle of like the cognitive errors, right? Yeah. So when she's saying we choose, like once we have somebody else's opinion in front of us, we choose whether we respect it and do something about it, like work towards change, or if we understand that that's just their opinion and it doesn't matter, nor does it dictate what we do with our life. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's somebody's opinion that you care about, that you want to you know, heed their advice or try to understand their point of view, that's where if we're challenging cognitive errors, that our worksheet that we do, or step four, where it's like... You're trying to find facts that prove your negative thought true. So, like, my negative thought, you know, I'm going out all the time. I'm not showing up for myself. Um, This isn't sustainable. This is really bad. Facts that prove that that's true. Okay, you're going to work hungover. Mm Mm-hmm. And you have to be on for these people. Not that I ever jeopardized or did no. anything unethical in my job. If it was bad, I would just call in sick. But, like, you can't do that. So it was realistically like, okay, Sunday was the day of rest. <laughs> but more so focusing on, like, that that box for, okay, so, like, yeah, okay, you went to work hungover. Or, um, or like, if it was bad, you called in. Mm-hmm. Okay, we can't keep doing that. Those are, those are problem areas. So that that step four, like I said before in the cognitive errors episode, it's not meant to shame you. It's not meant to put you in this negative headspace. It's meant for you to take that as a jumping off point of mm-hmm. a place to start the work. It's meant for you to own your shit. Right. Take fucking responsibility. Yes. Do you it was f- an awesome TED talk. It was amazing. I really liked her. I'll have to figure out her name and maybe we can put it in the show notes. It was really quick and easy. She shared a personal story of being in foster care that she had never told anybody. It was like, she was literally like in the, the, you know, spirit of judgment and, you know, moving through it. Like I've never told anybody like a crowd like this besides my friends growing up that I was in foster care and it was, it was awesome. So yeah. Anyways, what were you going to ask my dear? I was just thinking of all the different, I mean, if I was thinking about literally all the ways somebody has judged me in my life, we'd be here for about 36 days. However, right, literally. I was thinking about this one time. So anybody who's a mom or a parent listening to this, I say mom because that's what I am. That's how I identify. Um, <clears throat> when I was pregnant with my son, I was judged for so many fucking things, 
right? So Mm -hmm. many things. First of all, I don't know why anybody has to ask you what you decide to do with your boobs because they're yours. It's nobody's business. But everybody wants to know whether or not you're going to breastfeed. There is that. And then the theme of my son's nursery was Nightmare Before Christmas. And this girl I used to work with, I hope she's listening right now. Knock it off. She she said to me, you're going to traumatize your kid if that's how you're going to decorate his nursery. And I was like, what? I was like, did you really just say that to me? And it's just like all the dumb things that I let get to me, you know, like 28, 29-year-old stuff Mm -hmm. wouldn't phase me now. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Because, again, yes. I know that your opinion of me doesn't fucking matter and it's none of my business. Because I know how I feel about myself as a mother, as a woman, as a person. I don't need you to validate me. Point blank, period. At all. Because, well, again, again, you're going to judge me no matter what. Right. And, again, that's putting your, still that your self-worth, who you are, into that other person's hands. Of like, mm-hmm. well, that's not, it's not bad, right? No, it's not bad. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, mm-hmm. good. Now their judgment is something that I'm going to favorite, so now I feel better about myself. No, it's not how that works. And then you completely lose a sense of self, right? Because you're relying on other people to fill you back up or to validate things that you need to be internally validating for yourself. Yes. Yes. Do you feel like back in the day, your fear of judgment kept you from doing things? Absolutely. Like what? One of my biggest regrets in life, yeah, I would say one of my biggest, now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, one of my biggest regrets in life was not playing volleyball or trying out for volleyball Mm. in high school. I was, I have always had a larger bottom half of my body. I got hips and ass. I've had it since I was fucking 14. It's not 14 going months, anywhere. 14 months old. 14 months old. I, <laughs> they had to use the claws to get me out of my mom. Came out head first and then stopped. Very she had traumatic. to wear adult diapers as an infant because the, the, the baby ones just wouldn't I, fit. Literally, I was in Depends at a young age. Um, bow-legged as fuck, just running around. No, I'm just kidding. There's one thing I'm not. I'm not bow-legged. Um... So I was always self-conscious, right? Because I grew up in the 2000s when the fucking standard of beauty was fucking Tara Reid and Nicole Richie and Paris Hilton. Mm -hmm. And your girl looked nothing like them. Not besides blonde hair. That's it. That's really it. Like, their legs were the size of my arms. So... That obviously led to a lot of body dysmorphia type dis, um, dysmorphia. That's like, I didn't, I don't have body dysmorphia, but like a lot of disordered thoughts about my body. Sure. That's a better way to put it because I don't, I, I try to be very intentional with my words and not place like actual diagnoses or what that sure. could be at on myself because I don't want to lessen that for other people like I'm not like oh I had an eating disorder because I restricted no that that was an example I never restricted but you, you get what I'm saying you get where I'm going with it so a lot of disordered thoughts about my body this is a very long-winded story I apologize so <laughs> welcome to being best friends with Mari it's great I love it I love point. it so much what are you doing <laughs> and then my uncle, my uncle Tom came out and then we were talking like what the hell <laughs> Cousin twice removed showed up and we had a conversation. No. So basically in high school, they, my understanding, uh, this is how much, this is how scared I was is like, I never even actually found out if this was 
the outfit or if it's just what girls were wearing but like they had like the spandex biker shorts but like the really short ones um and i was like there's no way i'm fucking wearing that they're basically like boycott underwear is what they wear yeah basically yeah. like yeah. your butt cheeks are out and i was a very i still am i'm a very modest dresser like i don't i yeah like i don't ever ever flaunt it around I may do like a side pose pic on Instagram but I'm fully clothed oh I had a crop top pic <laughs> wear the crop top hashtag wear the crop top but so like I don't I like I was like there's no way there's no fucking way I can't do that I can't do that I'm gonna be the fattest one on the fucking team there's no fucking way I'm gonna be jiggling all over the place meanwhile 14 year old Mari was a peanut I still have hips and ass but I was, I was a peanut mm-hmm get your life so I regret it so that is the fear of judgment of like others being like she's too fat to wear that or like she looks terrible or she's not as good as everyone else I literally was like oh my god and by all means I'm not a phenomenal volleyball player but I'm consistent sure I'm absolutely consistent I'm not gonna spike it over the net but I am I consistently show up and you can count on me so I, I regret that but now you're playing as an adult, and it's mm-hmm. amazing. Absolutely, and I play in shorts. <laughs> That's even better. I'm fucking yep, proud of you. And I dive all up in the sand, so <laughs> some probably saw my booty cheeks. I don't care. <laughs> they probably saw your anus, is what they probably saw. Make it your cut. colon. <laughs> yep, my colon, my whole rectum. Don't care. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I don't care. Oh. Okay, I, I want to talk about. <clears throat> Excuse me. I want to explain to people, hey, just enough, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I want to explain to people what we mean in DBT when we say, don't judge your thoughts, right? Or in meditation, Mm -hmm. when they say, like, don't judge what you're thinking, just, like, let them pass. So people can understand, like, what that means. Because I think people get confused on, like, what does that even mean? Well, an example would be... So many clients do this all the time, and I have to correct them. They'll be like, I know this is going to sound so stupid, but... And then they tell me what they're going to say. And I have to say, hold on. Nothing you say is going to sound stupid. Take that away. Just say what you have to say, right? Like judging your thoughts is putting a label on them, which is, again, a cognitive error before you even spit it out. Because you're fearing that I'm going to assume that what you're saying is stupid. So you're just going to call yourself out on it first. Don't do that. Because you're invalidating yourself and what you have to say is not important. And that's not the case. Right? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It absolutely makes sense. So in DBT, when they're talking about the, it's the how skill. They talk about the first part in the how skill is non-judgmentally. So in that, they are talking about that you are to accept thoughts coming in and out of your head, much like clouds passing in the sky mm-hmm. or. Um, like a blanket spread out on the lawn, you have to accept the different weather changes that come with it. They like to give a lot of visualizations in DBT. So realistically looking at that, we're not evaluating something as good or bad or um, helpful or harmful or this or that. We're just acknowledging what's happening or what's showing up and we're Mm -hmm. not making judgments. And when we find ourselves judging, because inevitably we're going to, don't judge your judging. Allow it to just happen. So like one of the big parts in it is like, okay, notice what's showing up for you. Like a describe and observe with the facts so like okay I notice anxiety is showing up for me I'm not attaching it to myself as I am anxious it's yes. just that anxiety is coming up okay well what why do I feel like anxiety is coming up for me well because I have to give this big presentation at work and I feel like I'm gonna fail I'm not gonna do good 
that's where cognitive errors comes in. How do you know that you're not going to do mm-hmm. good? Give me facts that prove that that's true. Well, I messed up on a presentation once. How does that factually prove that this presentation is going to go bad? Exactly. Well, it fucking doesn't. So yeah. attaching that anxiety to immediately rather than just labeling it a feeling then starts that spiral of anxious thoughts because, well, I'm anxious. And now that I'm anxious, then this is going to happen and this and this and this. And then we get into this negative thought spiral. But in reality, if we just notice it's coming up, if we notice that the feeling, we can figure out what the thought is and then we can change the thought. And if we can change our thoughts, we can change our feelings, thus making our life that much more enjoyable. Yes, makes perfect sense. I think it's just a weird concept for people to understand if they don't, like, know how it all plays out. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I think another thing that I heard, because I was listening to, um, maybe it was on a TikTok, like a TikTok, um, a mental health TikTok that I saw. But she was talking about, like, we have to understand that mental... um, Issues that come up, issues is a terrible word, but I don't like that. That mental struggles that we have that play out, we expect that after a couple of sessions or the next day after a session, that why are we not over this? Why are we not better? Mm-hmm. She then was like, You wouldn't break your ankle. And then the next day, wake up and expect to be able to run a 5K. No part of you would do that. No part of you would expect that. So why is it any different that you wake up the next day and you wouldn't be like, oh, I fucking can't run. What a piece of shit I am. You'd right. be like, oh, it makes sense. I've got to be off my foot. I've then got to go get my cast off, got to get my boot, got to go to physical therapy, got to try walking, got to try this, got to try that. And eventually, maybe in six months time, I could get to running a little bit, maybe running a 5K or whatever it is that your goal is. But that's six months of like fucking weekly, sometimes three times a week appointments. Why do you think that showing up to a couple of therapy sessions where you're still probably pretty guarded is going to be my assumption, my perception, having done this for a while, that you think that, well, I should be better. What? Give yourself some grace and understand that this shit didn't happen overnight. These years that you had this learned communication that was ineffective this trauma that you endured this verbal abuse that you endured none of that was overnight it's not like someone called you a bitch and the next day you woke up like i'm not fucking taking it anymore that it was probably sustained for quite some time and i guarantee it probably didn't start as aggressively as someone being like bitch so that to me is a big food for thought of judging ourselves too and well, why why can't I get this or why can't I move through this? That's that's a judgment. It's fucking broken and backwards. Well and I feel like that also goes hand in hand with the obviously the whole <clears throat> excuse me, mental health versus physical health stigma, right? Like people can see a broken uh-huh. bone, they can see a boot, they can see crutches, they can't yeah. see what's going on inside your head and how terrible you talk to yourself or the memories that keep coming up or the flashbacks or the obsessive thoughts. Like they can't see that. And so you feel not justified to feel the way that you do. I've had so many clients in the past couple weeks say things to the effect of, I don't feel like I deserve to be this upset. And I was like, so you're saying you don't feel like you've endured enough to be depressed or you don't feel like you've had a traumatic enough event to feel upset about something. Like, is that what you're saying? And they're like, yes. And so we had to talk again about invalidating yourself is not going to make that stuff go away. Comparing Mm -hmm. yourself to another person is not going to make you feel any better. Each and every person experiences and internalizes things very, very differently. 
that doesn't make them right or wrong. Please refer to me where you found the book where it lists all the traumas and the duration of time experienced and then the the time to get over it <laughs> and the guideline for each person who experiences them like how long it's going to take so you know yeah. like assault where did three you months. look that up i'm not really yeah. sure where that book was published 3.2 months okay makes sense that's because the brain is so understudied and just fucking phenomenal in the and way complex. that it functions mm-hmm. it's so complex your ankle is going to heal one of two ways. <laughs> like, it's either going to heal correctly or incorrectly. That's just how it is. Mm-hmm. It can be very black and white with physical complaints or disruptions or issues. It's not with mental health. Even with that, though, right? Like, your brain, your brain, what the fuck? Your uh, brain. Uh, <laughs> plays a part in that right like if you are going to be sitting in sorrow and pity and feeling frustrated and angry you're going to heal a lot slower than if you're like fuck this I got this I'm going to do everything I need to do and I'm going to get through this I'm not saying like thinking positively fucking fixes everything but I can tell you that thinking negatively makes shit a lot worse and for what why are we doing that why are we doing that I have a lot of people who sometimes, well, I have had people in the past fight me on the homework of gratitudes. Mm -hmm. What's that going to fix? What are you doing right now that is helping your mindset? Because you came to me. I didn't find you. Mm -hmm. I didn't call you. I didn't recruit you to come into my office. You found me. And you found me for a reason. So what's the harm in trying it out? I was going to say on the the flip side, what's it going to hurt? Right. What's the harm in believing in yourself just Mm -hmm. for a fucking minute? Just once a day, a minute. What's the harm? It goes back to those choices, right, of actually doing the work versus just wanting things to change organically. Sorry, guys. Yes, ma'am. Not how that shit works. It doesn't. It does not. I, we would be out of a job if it did, right? Like, we Literally. wouldn't be employed if shit just changed organically for people and things just got better without any effort. Do you think that we would have people listening to this podcast if we only recorded one podcast? Right. What? No. We have to continuously put out content. We have to continuously upload stories. We have to continuously verbal diarrhea sometimes on Instagram of, like, what are you guys doing? She'll listen to us. <laughs> because we want people... To feel heard mm-hmm. and to feel seen and to feel validated. And the only way that's going to happen is if we continue to put ourselves out there against the fear of being judged by other people. Because guess what? It doesn't fucking matter. Yep. It matters what you think and or feel about yourself. Mm -hmm. And if that's something that you struggle with, no matter how much you go and ask other people about it, it's not going to change the way that you feel about yourself. So case in point, the whole fucking summary of this is we have to do the work on ourselves first Mm -hmm. and explore those cognitive errors that come up. And I'd be willing to bet the... More you are aware of how you judge yourself, right? And your thoughts and your actions, your behaviors, all the shit, the less you will do it and the less you're going to judge other people because you're going to be like, they're just living their life. Who fucking cares? Go them, right? Like you're going to encourage people 
to live their truth because you're living yours and it feels fucking great and you want that for other people. I'm not saying it's your responsibility to hype up other people and to encourage them to live their life, but you're going to be, it's going to be a lot slower of a move for you to just judge somebody based on what they're doing because you're going to be like, go, do you, do you boo, right? Mm-hmm. This was good. I liked it. I thought it was really good. Me too. I feel like we covered all the bases that we wanted to cover. Yeah. And we're at our typical time. Yeah. About 32 minutes, 30 minutes. I will make a note to put that TED Talk in the show notes if you guys do want to watch it. Yes. Other than that, obviously, you know where to find us. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. I am at SpookyFitMom13. Mari is at BBEA underscore XO11. We are at Rewriting Her Story Podcast. Um, dude, did you see that we got an email from somebody? No, because here's the thing. When you're signed into the email, I can't get the emails. Oh, we can't yes. be signed in on two places. Yes. Who emailed somebody, us? Just a listener. And she was like, I listened to this episode and it was so good. Like, I was like, oh, oh my God, thank you. I was like, we've always wanted somebody to reach out. I was so excited. I was so somebody, excited. Somebody, hello, user 249785. <laughs> I don't even know if they're a fucking robot. It was a real Hello? person. It's a real person. Well, what was their name? I have to look it up. Maybe that should we, we maybe we shouldn't do that. Anyways, I'm so excited that you emailed us. <laughs> yes, I was very pleased. I was very excited. How cool. I know, and it was just like a basically like a thank you, right? Like how people do it on like Instagram, but this person emailed you are us. So, so I was like welcome. That's awesome. So yeah. I hope you're listening, user one, two, three, four, five. No, I'm just kidding. And I this did put so in our link tree on Instagram. If you guys have podcast suggestions, like literally go to the link in our bio and you can Please. fill out this little form and we will get it and then we will be able to do a show about it. So For I don't have to like constantly post stories asking what you guys want to hear about. You guys can just take it upon yourselves to let us know. Yes, please, 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 please. But I will still keep posting stories about it because I For want sure. you to know, first and foremost, we get unbelievably fucking excited when people reach out to us. I don't think that you understand how excited we get. I will keep talking about that. That shit is the fucking shit. I love yes. it. Agreed. Um, and then second, we I like, I could talk about what I want to talk about until I'm blue in the face, but I would love if there's things that people want to hear to be able to touch on that. Mm-hmm. So let us know. One million percent. We love you guys so, so much. Yes. And absolutely. we will see you for episode 23. Bye. Bye. Thank you.